Hello and welcome to a cannula-free Christian. He got his cannula out and his poops have returned to normal. Wow, it's amazing, isn't it? The human body is is a miraculous thing. Um, Thanks for everyone's wonderful feedback uh, regarding my health. Uh, And thanks, I got got a few comments about uh, the elderly couple who didn't technically push in, but... uh, were offered a spot in front. Just This is a follow-on from last week's episode because there's lots of emotions. There was one young lady who commented, respect your elders, you are so rude. And I was like, yeah, I kind of agree. I'm like, yeah, I know I need to respect my elders. Had I not been ready to shit myself, I would have had a lot of respect for them. But when you need to poop, respect goes out the window. Um... I, surprisingly, that was the only angry person that uh, seemed to side with the elderly couple. I wanted to read out some uh, texts on the hotline that we got. Uh, if you want the... I'm going to sneeze. I'm going to sneeze, everyone. <gasps> oh, God, that hurts. I think I pulled a muscle. My lower back hurts when I sneeze. <laughs> Just such a disaster. Okay. So the hotline number is provided to uh, our complete drivelers who sign up on Patreon. Um, and this one says, uh, please, when you when you shoot me a message on the hotline number, can you please pop your name in? Because um, this one comes from unknown. Um, but I know I know she's listening. But just you just need to pop your name at the end, just so I know who it is. <coughs> this lovely human goes on to say, I work with old people every day and trust me, they are not all deserving of a push-in pass. No, I'm aware. Thank you for agreeing with me. Letting someone in front is fine as long as they are directly behind you. You do not invite people to push in front of others. Oh, it's super rude. I see what she means. So if you're the last in line, you can let them go in front. Yep, agree with that. Totally fine. I'm the queen of sarcasm, so I probably would have said something like, that was so nice of you to swap spots with them. (laughs) That's funny. That's a good line. Oh, that's so nice of you. Okay, off your fuck to the back of the line, you bitch. See, that's I think that's that's too disrespectful. Uh, That's what I wish I'd said. Um, That was good. Thank you. I appreciate that uh, message of support. There was another one here. Oh, this one comes from... Yep, I definitely did the right thing at the chemist. Oh, no, I know I did the right thing. I really appreciate everyone uh, sticking up for me. That's um, really nice. Um, where is this? I've got a lot of uh, voice memos um, and a lot of people. Um, I wanted to talk about circumcision. Um, and I've just, I'm going through everyone's voice memos on that. I also want to hear your opinions on birthdays. Uh, so make sure you message, preferably on WhatsApp. Um, leave an audio message on what you think about other people's birthdays. Do you care for them? Do you give a shit? Okay, and just just, just general birthdays chit-chat. Um, hi, Christian. When I'm feeling down, I usually listen to the Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, you want me to do a new one? Oh, I thought you were sending me a dad joke. Who's that from? Oh, it's from Kate's. Kate's with two eyes. Oh, that's a very fan. Oh, I like that. Kate's. Anyways, great. Good chat. Um, I want to do some quick Patreon shout-outs, make fun of some names, and then I'm trying to – we're going to go through 
um, deathbed confessions. There is a fantastic Reddit thread that uh, someone suggested that I just read and react to for the first time, and it's people's deathbed confessions. But before we get there, <clears throat> I have the following people to thank. Oh, this name is so... Bo- this Think of the most boring name in your head. Think of the most boring last name, the most common and boring last name. Yep. And then Kim Smith. Kim, thank you for being a complete driveler and a member of Patreon. I uh, really appreciate it. Um, Kim Smith. That's just... I could not... It's like, it's like Tim Smith is the male version. It's, just, it's almost like Jane Doe. Well, what's, what's the John Smith? I mean, it's the female John Smith. <laughs> but I love you, Kim. Thank you. Now, Kim resides in America. Oh, poor Kim. I mean, America's a great, beautiful country. It's just a shame about a couple of the people. Let's not, let's not uh, bring the mood down. Kim, your nickname is Boreface. Boar, boar, you, I don't know your face. I don't know if your face is boring, but Kim Smith... Boar name, boar name, Nambor, 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 which is a suburb here in Brisbane. She's Nambor because it's so boring. It's like the most boring name ever. Oh, my God, Nambor, if we go further north, we get, well, we get Mackay, but this is Lisa McKay. We have a beautiful uh, beachside town of Mackay in Queensland. Uh, Lisa McKay, thank you so much. Okay. Mm, that's a terrible nickname, but that's what we're going to call you. Emily Wishart. I know Em. Uh, M. Wishart. Wish. Wishart. Wishart. Emily, thank you for being here. Emily Wishart. Wishart. What about Emily? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I think she's in America too. Oh, so many Americans. Oh, no, is that a UK number? No one gives a shit, sorry. Um, I mean, I care, Emily. Yeah, good. Emily, well done. Um, We've got Courtney Rose Price. (gasps) Courtney Rose Price, Waterhouse Cooper. It sounds very, you sound like you're a law firm or some sort of consulting agency. The head of a consulting agency. Hi, I'm Courtney from Rose Price Waterhouse Cooper's consulting agency. I'm going to call you Price Waterhouse Coopers. And finally, um, lastly, Chelsea Moore. Ooh, bet she does. <laughs> I don't know what that means, Chelsea. You're Chelsea. Courtney, you caught. Emily is M. Lisa is Lee. Kim is K. There we go. That's what we like to do in Australia. We like to shorten your names. Okay. Let's go to Deathbed Confessions. Oh, also... Uh, if you want to shout out, just become a member on Patreon and join the Complete Drivelers tier or higher. Okay. <coughs> this is a Reddit thread called <laughs> Deathbed Confessions. I feel like I've said that about nine times already. Here we go. This one is at the top. My grandma confessed to murder on her deathbed. Usually you'd think it was the pain relief, but she was such an eccentric, it was actually believable. We traced all her ex-husbands, partners, and any other likely candidates, and fortunately no one was missing or died an untimely death. But sometimes I wonder. Well, when you're old, don't you just go, sure you did, Nan. She's just a big fan of NCIS and she's just muddled. She doesn't know what reality she lives in. My grandpa, a Sicilian man, 
with blessed cooking skills, told us on his deathbed that his meatballs were... (laughs) His famous meatballs. My grandpa, Sicilian man, amazing. He was an amazing cook. I'm sort of uh, making this statement a lot more dramatic. But he said on his deathbed that the meatballs, which he claimed he cooked uh, from a secret recipe, were actually just frozen from the grocery store. That's... So good. Oh, but before I go, my cooking is not mine. (sighs) Here we go. This is a long one. My grandma suffered from dementia for many years before she passed away. It got so bad she didn't remember who her family were and would barricade herself in her home because she was scared of everyone. This is a bit sad. She even forgot she smoked and would find her cigarettes months later after forgetting where they were and claim she was desperate for one. She'd put them away after one and then that would be her again for months. Oh, right. She wasn't really a smoker. She just smoked up. The only memory she had left at the end was that her sister used to be able to play the piano beautifully and her husband, her childhood sweetheart, was gone but she didn't know where. Oh, God, this is so depressing. I hope this has a good confession. She spent her days waiting for him to come home from wherever he was. My John will be home soon, she would say. Oh, God. Or someone would walk past the window and she'd double take and say, thought that was my John. This is so sad. It was heartbreaking watching her deteriorate until she was on her deathbed, unaware of anything or anyone. God, this is awful. Sorry, I'm not. I'm only laughing because I'm like ready for this confession. I went to say my goodbyes to her in the hospital, and she held my hand and told me how much she loved me, but how she was ready to go. In that moment, she remembered who I was, what was happening to her, and that her husband, my granddad, had already passed. She said she was going to go be with him. Oh, this is so lovely. She went in her sleep not long after that and I'm forever thankful I managed to say goodbye and tell her how much I loved her. I held on to that moment for so long without really digesting it uh, in any way. Um, I miss them both so much. Oh, that's so lovely. I mean, she didn't make a confession, but she had a moment where her brain all came together and she remembered everything, said her goodbye. Oh, my God, this is so emotional. Said her goodbyes and slipped away. <gasps> oh, that's so sad. Oh. God. Oh, no, he's another one. My dad had Alzheimer's and ended up in a secure ward. He was blind and almost deaf. I was visiting him one day and he didn't know who I was, but he started talking about me. He said I had done better than him in life and that he was proud of me. Oh, God. He was a quiet man in real life and I n- and never told me that when I was growing up. Looking back, he did things that my dumb ass never realised were for me. Oh no, is this going to make me... Oh, is this really sad? Like when he retired, his colleagues asked what he would like as a present. He chose a scientific calculator. This was back in the 1970s. He had no use for it. He gave it to me for university and thought he was just... And I thought he was just passing it on. Oh, not realising he'd asked for it with me in mind. Oh, that's really sweet. 
not going to lie, I was expecting more deaths, more murders and more awful stories. But these are lovely. This wasn't a deathbed confession, but I cared for an elderly neighbour who had Alzheimer's and sometimes she seemed to want to unburden herself of secrets. Here we go. In the months before she went into a nursing home, I heard a lot about a very about very minor transgressions at, at her work, feuds with other ladies at church and some cousins fucking. <laughs> Oops. That's, that's, yeah. Well, I mean, that's good. <clears throat> okay, here we go. My grandfather admitted to me, and only me, that he accidentally... <laughs> this is amazing. That he accidentally had sex with a man. Oh, son, oh, I feel it coming. I'm going to the Lord. Just before I go, I once accidentally fell over and into a man's asshole with my penis. That's amazing. I wish he went into more detail about how that story went, but it's just one sentence. <coughs> Here we go. I don't know if this counts as a confession, but it feels like one. My grandparents have three daughters. Everyone always said that my mum was my grandfather's secret favourite. He never agreed. I heard, he was on, I heard he was on his deathbed on the 6th of April. So we went to see him um, on April 8th. He was scary looking and the doctors kept saying he didn't understand why he wasn't dead yet. Oh, that's nice. On the 9th of April, everyone... But my mum had the chance to come and say goodbye. She doesn't drive and my dad works 10 hours away. My grandma kept saying her name. Well, kept saying he couldn't eat or drink. Oh, sorry. My grandpa kept saying her name. He couldn't eat or drink, but it was like a little whisper. My mum came home on the 10th. He looked at her. Oh, my God smiled, oh my gosh, (gasps) oh, this is so awful, whispered, oh my God, my Amy, then closed his eyes and passed away. That's so sad. He waited for, he waited, see, this is the thing. Can people wait? Are they just like, oh, I'm just going to keep holding on, I'm holding, but what are they holding on to? Like, how do you hold on to life? Like, if if everything's failing, and you're like, oh, just hold on, and then, up there's Amy, This starts with, I have an amazing story. Okay, well, we'll be the boss. My great-grandmother lived a very long and interesting life. She was in her 20s in the Great Depression. She had a wild streak from those days. And we don't know much about... Her to the point that we actually don't know our great-grandfather's name, just the husband she took later. Over the course of her nearly 100 years on this planet, she had collected owls, literally thousands of owl figurines. She had clocks, wall hangings, potholders, lamps, stained glass art, salt shakers and more little figurines than you could imagine, all depicting owls. Well, when she was nearing death at the age of 99, 
and the doctor said she had days. My grandparents went and talked to her and they asked her if she had anything she wanted to share or ask before she goes. (laughs) She thought for a moment. There was a long pause and she said, you know, I never understood the owls. (laughs) This is so great. Were they just gifts from people? It turns out she didn't really give a shit about owls. As near as we could piece together, sometime in her 40s or 50s perhaps, she bought either a trivet or a set of salt and pepper shakers that were owls. Then someone got her another thing. Those were the oldest owls anyone could remember. But from there, someone then got her another owl to match her potholder. And then someone bought her some placemats with owls on them. And then all of a sudden her kitchen was owl themed. And it snowballed it snowballed from there. The owls flowed like wine. Baffling her for 60 years, eventually taking over as the bulk of her personal belongings. It turns out she didn't have the heart to mention that she just wasn't an owl person, but somehow everyone thought she was. 60 years, just masses of owls. That is, that's a brilliant story. That's so funny. But I feel like that happens a lot. Like someone gets a frog ornament and then they get a frog thing and now they're known as the person that loves frogs. Like Phoebe loves dogs. She lo- I know she loves dogs. And because of that, the only gifts I get her are dog-themed things because like what else do you get? It's like I'll just get her something with a dog on it. She'll love it. It's like is there a is, is anyone else – oh, I would love to know. Is anyone else in the middle – of a theme that they don't they don't know why people give them these gifts and it's just turned into a thing oh i need to i need to write that down and post that on facebook and work out what thing is it that you yeah you get what i'm trying to say (coughs) all right let's go here oh here we go (coughs) this isn't my story but that of a hospice worker uh, who spoke in one of my classes For those who don't know, hospice is a method of of end-of-life care that focuses on alleviating the emotional and physical pain of a dying person to ease their passing rather than trying to combat their imminent death. One of this nurse's patients was bed-bound and she was a woman in her 90s who was generally unresponsive but had flashes of recognition and engagement. It's hard to gauge the level to which unresponsive patients are detached from their surroundings. So they encourage family members to keep their company in hopes of soothing the patient. Now, this patient was from a US state that prided itself on its state university and that university's football team. The woman's family had attended this university for four or five generations. During her hospice care, however, her great-granddaughter was the first in their family to decide to go to a different school, the rival state's university. Her family were supportive of her decision but often joked about her being the rebel or the Judas of the family. 
One day, they were all sitting around this woman's bedside, teasing the young girl about her decision to go to this university. Suddenly, the patient, the older woman, sat up, looked at her great-granddaughter, <gasps> oh my God, said, traitor, and then fucking keeled over and died. That's really, how would you feel? That's really, it's not funny, but it's kind of a little bit like, wow. I kind of wish that was my dying words, just to, just to really lay the guilt on someone. <laughs> oh, dear. This isn't a confession, but I just wanted to share the last thing my grandfather said to me before he passed away due to lung cancer. I was about to go to Rome for a school trip and my father told me to go to set my mind on something else for a few days. So before I left, I wanted to say goodbye as it was possibly the last time I could talk to him. He told me, have fun, boy. I'll see you next week. I went to Rome And when I came back, he was already in a deep sleep due to the medication. He wanted to peacefully pass away while sleeping. I came back the next week and he was sleeping when I went to visit him. I told him everything I did in Rome, even though I knew he wasn't going to wake up. The next morning, he passed away. Oh, my God, oh, my God. Oh, this. um. (sighs) My grandmother said, oh, Jesus he waited for you. Oh, I hate that. I hate this. It's so sad. I miss him to this day. Oh, that's... I'm just, I was really hoping for a lot more murders. My dad has a special ability to gain people's trust in a good way. Twice now, he's had instances where dying people tell him things that they feel they can't tell their family. The one case was when my aunt's mother-in-law was dying. She explained to my dad that her husband cannot live alone and that they both agree he must find a new partner after she passes. He did. He remarried within a year of her passing at the age of 81. The family was very upset about him moving on so fast. My dad had to stand up for him and reassure them that this is what his late wife wanted. Oh, that's interesting. <coughs> My partner's grandfather never spoke about his World War II service. We are Australian. He joined after lying about his name and age, so we can't find any records. He would have been about 16. We do know he was in the Pacific somewhere, and when he got back, his lie was exposed, and because he was by then 18, oh, he was drafted under his real name and promptly arrested. <laughs> well, that's nice. Thank you for serving your country. He would do anything to not get sent back to fight. Wow. He got drunk, fought, and self-harmed. Oh, that's really sad. Oh, no, it gets worse. His adult life was spent mostly as an alcoholic and being a shitty husband and father through his later years, he was able to make some good. Um, When the grandkids appeared, it tended to soften him. 
In his dying hours, he relived his time at war. Here are some things he said. Oh, my God. No, I can't read that out. Oh, they're really full on. Like, it's almost like he, he retreated into... It's the language. It's very similar language. It's very full on. Oh, that poor... Oh, it's awful. Oh, he was treated so shitty. Oh, well that, that wasn't a fun one. Um, okay. Oh, I don't know. Is this one any better? When I was in hospital, the guy in the bed next to me just asked to stop taking his meds as he was ready to die. The last thing I heard him say was, there's no one waiting for me at home, so I'm going where they are. Oh, God. It wasn't really a shocking confession. It was just a very lonely and heartbreaking one. Oh, these are, I thought these were going to be fun. I'm so sorry. Mm, yeah, they're all quite sad. I'm just scrolling through here. Mm. My grandfather had pretty terrible dementia and he kept making deathbed confessions as he knew he didn't have much time left. They were often about witnessing a murder and not telling anyone. Here we go. Oh, that's awful. But each time he confessed to us, the details changed. Ooh. It happened a couple of times a day over the course of his final week. We finally figured out uh, that he would have watched the local news and heard about these things happening. Then he thought he witnessed them. Oh, see, this, is, this has been so sad. That's the other thing. It's, it's like, do they mix reality with, well, I mean, the news with their own reality? I didn't see it, but my aunt watched her elderly mother fall down the stairs and confess, oh, God, oh, God, just before she died that she wasn't her biological mother. She told my aunt that her, oh, God, this is very common. She told my aunt that her oldest sister, oh, Jesus, was actually her mother. The sister had gotten pregnant too young and the mum said it was hers, a common way of handling it back then. She revealed it in her dying breath. Fucking hell. Oh, here's another one. Oh, no. Bloody hell. Do I keep going? How long have we been doing this for? God. It's not... It hasn't been a laugh a minute like I... Like I was hoping for. Why did I think deathbed confessions was going to be a fun topic? Uh, the last, this isn't a deathbed confession, but the last conversation I had with my grandfather has always stuck with me. He had Parkinson's and lived on a farm outside of town. One day he looked at me and said, I'm getting too old to take care of mum, which was my grandmother. I need you to do that for me. His health deteriorated pretty rapidly from that point onward. Oh, this is sweet. I still call my grandmother every single day and try to get back home whenever I can to help out around the farm. Oh, that's so sweet. Okay, I'm going to end that Reddit thread and type in insane 
deathbed confessions. Let's see if this is... 15 deathbed confessions to make you question everything. This is from BuzzFeed. Okay, so this might... We might lift the mood here. Reddit's good because Reddit's like... Is it legit? I don't... I mean, it's more... It's less like BuzzFeed's like, oh, BuzzFeed is fun. Reddit is like real life. So let's just step into these ones. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Number one, my mum had a patient who was terminal and confessed to killing his twin brother in Vietnam so he could blame the death on the war, steal his identity and then return to the US, no, to be with his brother's wife. That's bullshit. I don't believe that one. The wife had passed away years earlier. Oh. And the patient's children blamed the confession on dementia until after his passing. But as it turns out, the patient's daughter ended up finding a handwritten confession from decades ago stuffed in an old Bible. Oh. Oh. That's, okay. All right, number two. A great aunt of mine says that when her husband was on his deathbed, he confessed that he had actually shrunk two of her favourite... And expensive sweaters by drying them many years earlier. <laughs> That's the, what was she, what. Anyway, it goes on to say, she thought that maybe someone broke in and stole her things because he threw them away to hide the evidence. For years, she had hoped that they might just turn up somewhere. She said she even suspected one of her friends may have stolen them at a party. Nope. He was just afraid to admit that he'd ruined them. She forgave him. And they had a laugh. Oh, that's sweet. But what the cashmere? Oh, God, so expensive too. Number three. I had a patient who was an 86-year-old woman who put a bunch of crosses around the room. I had to ask her to take them down due to the inability to create the care she needed. She insisted they stay up because it was one cross for each soul. Each soul she took. If that's true, she took 14 souls. Oh, do you know what immediately springs to mind? Mm, I think you know what immediately springs to mind. Oh, that poor woman. If that 86-year-old, if that's what I'm thinking of. And she blames herself. Oh, that makes it so I don't want to say it because it's really sad what I'm thinking. I just hope she's a murderer. I just hope she murdered people instead. <laughs> Do I? No, not really. Anyway, number four. My great-grandmother told us her birthday was October 30th, her whole life. Oh, here we go. On her deathbed, we found out it was actually the 31st of October. She and her family had lied for 80 years out of superstition. We checked her paperwork and she was, in fact, born on Halloween. Yeah. I would love to be born on Halloween. When my grandpa was dying, he confessed to my mum that her younger brother was not, oh, here we go, not his biological son. Oh, my grandma had passed away years earlier and had gone to her grave with a secret. My grandparents were not together and lived separately, but during that time it would have been scandalous to have a child by another man. My grandfather raised... 
um, my uncle like he was his own son and none of the kids or anyone suspected he had a different dad. It wasn't until later when my mum told my uncle and he didn't care. Basically, no one in, the, in our family knows. I found out completely by accident. <gasps> wow. My dad told me that when his grandfather was about to die, he finally told his family why he had this tattoo on his arm. It was always a mystery because he was a pastor at church and he never spoke of it. Apparently, when he was 19... He was a safe cracker <gasps> and robbed a bank and then got arrested. So he got a tattoo in prison. But when he got out, he decided to never tell anyone and he turned his life around. Wow, that's amazing. Last one because the battery is about to die on the camera. <clears throat> I work in end-of-life care and have been there for many deathbed confessions. But the saddest one, oh, do we have to end on a sad one, was a woman who delivered an illegitimate... i going to read the next one. My mum and aunt grew up thinking their sister, Suzanne, died by slip, oh, slipping and falling while getting out of the bathtub. When they're in the... Nope. Nope. When my, I just want to end on a nice one. When my grandfather died, he finally told my mum that he and my grandmother had been divorced for years. No one in the family knew it all. I mean, that's not fun. Let's try this one. My mum, the, literally, my battery's about to die. So if it dies, the end. My mum never knew her dad as she was a result of a one-night stand back in the early 60s. My nan came from a conservative family, so it was a bit of a scandal. She was going to give my mum up, but her own mother, my great nan, said no way and raised her herself. My nan always lied about who my mum's dad was, saying it was a horrible person and going as far as to give him a cartoon character's name, thinking it would make it harder to look him up. On her deathbed, she confessed she actually didn't know who he was and that he was one of a few sailors who were at a port where my mum was conceived. That's not that fun. 11. My grandma confessed to cheating on her husband and she encouraged my mother... Oh! <gasps> her daughter-in-law, to do the same. Well, that's, I think that's where we end it. Wow, deathbed confessions. Yeah, not, not as fun as I was thinking it was going to go. So, you're welcome. Um, well done. Um, and again, feel free to text the hotline number uh, for those who are signed up on Patreon about your thoughts on other people's birthdays and getting gifts to people. and uh, Do you like it? Do you like birthdays? 